God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. We thank God for you joining Faith Talk on this evening. I am your host, Lolita Jones. This is a part of the Life Changers Prayer Ministries consecration that's going on. We thank God for you joining us. We bless the Lord. Hallelujah. How many can say bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me? I will bless his holy name. I don't know about you, but I'm glad to be in the land of the living. And guess what? I have a very special guest tonight, tonight, tonight. Oh my goodness. He is a master teacher. He is a preacher in his own right. I thank God for his ministry, the anointing God has entrusted him with. He is a blessing, not just to the body of Christ, but he is a blessing to the nations. And I decree and declare into his life right now in the name of Jesus Christ that the wings of the air, the air, the air, the winds of the air will carry his voice to the nations, that will carry his voice to the world as he proclaim Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, as he proclaimed the God that loved us so much that he gave his very best to lay his life down for the sins of the world. Hallelujah. I want to introduce to you and present to others, Pastor Jeffrey McNair. Say amen as he come. Praise the Lord, everyone. Glory to God. I am so glad to be with you on today. I'm glad to be uh, connected through this platform and this format. Thank you, Evangelist Jones, for giving the opportunity again to uh, minister uh, unto the body of Christ. God is good, and he's been faithful to us all. And I hear you still coming in. Come on in. Matter of fact, send this link to someone as you are coming in so that she can get uh, uh, more uh, uh, more people to come call in and to listen to the word of God on today. Um, God is good, man. I mean, it's cold on the outside, but I feel the power of God and the heat in the, on the inside, literally, not just the heat from the from the uh, uh, from our HVAC, but I feel the presence of God, the fire of God on us on tonight. And I want to uh, go up, and I know she had gave. Uh, a small uh, introduction of who I am, and I'm going to give you a little bit too, but I want to start with worship because it's always good to enter into the, the presence and the thank, uh, with thanksgiving, um, enter into his course of praise, as the scripture tells us in Psalm 100. And I wanted to sing a song, we all know it, and it says, I was glad when they said unto me, I was glad when they said unto me. I was glad when they said unto me, come let us go into the house of the Lord. I came running when they said unto me, I came running when they said unto me, I came running when they said unto me. Come, let us go into the house of the Lord. Come on and clap your hands right where you are. Put your phone down. Put the tablet down. Clap your hands to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He is worthy to be praised and to be glorified. Let's lift our hands in worship. And let's lift our hands as we go to, to the, the throne of grace. God, we thank you for this time. We thank you for allowing us to 
be together uh, via the phone conference, God. We thank you for what we have experienced on today. We thank you for uh, uh, waking us up, first of all, this morning, because a lot of people, unfortunately, could not make it to see this time, this day, this moment. But, God, we thank you for giving us the opportunity to be in the land of the living. Though we mourn for the ones that could not make it, God, we're grateful because the songwriter said millions didn't make it, but we're glad we're one of the ones who did. And, God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We clap our hands, and we give you praise and glory. Hallelujah to your name. Just for a few moments, go ahead and worship the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is a strong tower. The righteous draw near and are safe, and we worship your holy name. Hallelujah. Put the for, for a few seconds, put a worship on your lips. Hallelujah. Put a worship on your lips. Hallelujah. God is great and greatly to be praised. In the city of our God and, and the mountain of his holiness, God, we clap our hands, all you people, shouting to the Lord with the voice of triumph. God is a terrible God. He's a great God. Hallelujah. And we love your holy name, Jesus. We love you and we thank you. Now, God, consecrate me now to thy service by your power, grace, divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope, and my will, your will be lost in me and thine, God. In your name that we pray, amen, amen. God is good, and he is good all the time. God is good, and he is good all the time. Uh, There's so much that we can uh we can say on today, but I want to stick to what the Lord has gave me, has given me, excuse me, for tonight's uh, sermon on tonight's message. Um, I'm gonna be very transparent tonight, and I want to uh, just let you know, give you that uh, that disclaimer on tonight that even through the Word of God, I'm going to be transparent, okay? Because I believe a transparent person is not just transparent for themselves; they're honest. They're honest where they are and where uh, they have been and where they're going to go. So that's the beauty of transparency, and we thank God for that. Jesus is transparent, hallelujah. And um, I want and I choose to be Christ-like, amen. So on today, um, if you do have a Bible, um, and if you uh, don't have the hard copy but you have it digitally uh, via your Bible app, uh, take a moment. And I want you to go to the first book of the Bible, Genesis, chapter 41. We're going to scroll down a little bit. We're not going to read the whole chapter. We're going to scroll down just a tad bit. Genesis, chapter 41. And today we're going to start with verse 15. Verse 15. Genesis 41, verse 15. 15. We're going to read two verses, 15 and 16. And I'm going to start with that. Read it from the King James initially. King James says in verse 15 of Genesis chapter 41, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have heard, and I have heard say of thee that thou can understand a dream to interpret it. Verse 16 says, And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. 
The New Living Translation of verse 16 says it like this. It is beyond my power to do this, Joseph replied. But God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. Let me say the New Living Translation of verse 16 one more time. It is beyond my power to do this, Joseph replied. But God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. The Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Now, if you will allow me, as I said, uh, transparency is something that's very important and something that I choose to do. But if you will allow me to uh, be a little personal and enter you into my personal space for a few moments. Excuse me. Um, she said earlier, Evangelist said earlier that he's a musician. You know, I play, yes, I do. I play, you might have heard me in the song that we opened up with. I do play uh, the, a few instruments, and God has blessed me to do that. But outside of me being a musician or a Levite, I play sports, play basketball, was a little bit in college to play when I lived in California briefly. Uh, God saw fit for something else to happen, moved back to Virginia. Okay, a lot of people didn't know that. Um, but there's one thing that if you do not follow me on social media, one, uh, one thing that I also like to do, talk about, and my interest is aquariums, fish, fish aquariums. In fact, if I can add this in here, this is not in my notes, so I'm going to add this in here. For 10 years of my life from December of 2003 to about uh, the springtime of 2013, I actually worked at PetSmart. I was a manager at PetSmart here in the 757. Yes, I opened up the, helped open up the Norfolk location by the airport. I worked in the Green Bar part of Chesapeake, Virginia, and I also uh, have done a lot. My, my store was a large store, or it's still large, actually, because it's still in existence, but the store that I worked at was large, and we were one, number one in our district. So that's a little bit about me. So because I like aquariums, I am, aquarium, uh, I am an aquarium hobbyist. In my aquarium, I collect and own Lake Malawi cichlids, African cichlids. I own and collect Lake Malawi African cichlids. In my opinion, a beautiful created fish, freshwater species of fish, probably one of the best beautiful, the best looking fish in my opinion, um, and it's very beautiful, very wise, very smart uh, fish species. I own four aquariums, and I currently use three of them. Since somebody else just came in, I'm going to say it one more time. One of my hobbies is I am an aquarium hobbyist. In my opinion, in, in my aquarium, I collect and own Lake Malawi African cichlids. In my opinion, I believe they are the one of the most beautifully created freshwater freshwater species of fish. I own four aquariums, and I currently use three of the four that I own. So here we go. This is where it dives in a little bit. A few months ago, back in 2021, my wife, being a dreamer, informed me that she had a dream, that my fish was jumping out of the tank. Some may ask, or some may say, what did I do? As a hobbyist in a dream, I tried to save them or save as many as I could. Let me pause for a second and say this. My topic on today, I should have been gave that, my topic on today is my dream has purpose. Write this down if you're able to. Remember it if you can. My dream has purpose. Say it to yourself. My dream has a purpose. 
All right. So let me continue. As I stated before, as a hobbyist in the dream, I tried to save them or save as many as I could. If I can pause for a second or two, sometimes as believers we have the faith. We believe in the works of God, but our natural thoughts take over and we become more realistic than spiritual. Let me add that I am not saying not to be realistic. Please don't get me twisted. Don't get me wrong. I am saying because in truth we are still uh, humans and we live in a real world with real experiences, all right? But we become more worried about what's in front of our eyes than through, the, through what the Spirit is saying about our situation or the situation that is at hand. I'm going to say that one more time. Sometimes as believers, we have faith, right? We believe in the works of God, but our natural thoughts take over and we become more realistic than spiritual. I'm a living witness. I've been there. I'm sure you can testify with me and say, yeah, Pastor McNair, yeah. Uh, I've I've had that happen a couple times. Let me add that I'm not saying, make sure we're clear on this, I'm not saying that not to be realistic because we live in a real world with real experiences. But we come, but we have become more worried about what's in front of our face and what what our eyes see and what our ears hear more so than what the Spirit is actually saying about that in particular situation. So let's go back to the dream. After the dream was shared with me, I continued on with my day. Now, mind you, this in the morning time. Wife was getting ready for work. I was getting ready for um, what I had to do that day, and I was making some coffee. She said, she said, hey, uh, babe, you know, uh, this is what happened. She explained the dream, as I said, the fish were jumping out, right? So I said, after the dream, I shared, she was shared with me. I continued on with my day. The first day went past. Okay, no death, no, no casualties. Day two went past, no casualties. And day three, finally, went past, no casualties. Every day I checked my aquariums as I normally do, and on the day three, I started to see my fish looking sick. Hear me now. Not dead, but sick or dying right in front of my eyes. As a a hobbyist, I do what did what was necessary, the necessary steps to save and preserve my fish. To no avail, 14 fish of 35 fish passed away of my main aquarium. A little under half of my aquarium population died. Need I remind you that I've invested hundreds of dollars into the fish, decorations, and the upkeep of the whole aquarium. The crazy part about it, people of God, the water quality was perfect, but they still died. After testing the water and did a small water change, as I normally do, they still died. Check this out. You go to church. You serve in church. But there's still situations around you that changes not for the good. Some work full-time jobs, but still rob Peter to pay Paul. Your lights flicker, and it's not because your electrical system is messed up. It's because they're, they are about to turn off your power in your home. I just had, I just had an inspection done. This is another situation. You might have just had an inspection done on your vehicle. If you live in Virginia, you get inspections every year uh, on your vehicle so that you can continue driving it legally. So you had an inspection done on your vehicle, and the inspection passed, but, but my vehicle still breaks down unexpectedly. 
Now, mind you, the mechanics supposed to ensure that your vehicle is safe and everything is in working condition for you to drive at least for a year. Now, things do happen, but after you get your inspection within a matter of months or so, your, your vehicle breaks down. But God is still in the mix. Please understand this. When everything that goes crazy, where, when, you, when you feel like you're doing everything you're supposed to do right, you're nice to people. You're on time on your job. You serve faithful in your ministry. But life and chance, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, happens to us all. God is still in the mix of that situation. On top of the death, check this out. I realized the main fish that were procreating in my aquarium six times over has died. I know it's quiet because y'all listen, and I understand. The main fish, we're, going to, we're, going to be, we're still in the text now. Check this out. The main fish in the aquarium that was procreating now six different times, mind you, in the type of fish that I have, i got to throw this out there to you because you want, want me to be transparent. Those type of fish can breed at least 20 or 30 fish at one time. That's a lot. So six times, you know, do the math. <laughs> and has died, the male and female. Point one, this is my first point. Write this down if you can. Write this down. God is not the God of chaos but a God that can speak during the chaotic times or moments. Let me say point one again. God is not the God of chaos, but a God that can speak during the chaotic times and moments. That is point one. I'm hoping that you were able to write that down. Remember, let me backtrack for the ones still coming in just a little bit. It's not gonna read, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but I'm just going to briefly say my wife had a dream. This is what I'm talking about. My wife had a dream that my fish were jumping out of the aquarium, and she saw in her dream that I was trying to save the fish as an aquarium hobbyist, okay? Um, three days went past, and real time, not sleep, but wide awake, real time, I start to see my fish getting sick and to the point now of death. I did everything I needed to do to make sure the water was in great condition, the water quality was perfect, the pH level was great. I did a small water change, as I always do, at least biweekly, and they still died. 14 of 35 fish died, okay? And now we're at the position where God is speaking, point one. God is not the God of chaos, but the God that can speak during chaotic times and moments. Let's continue on. As an individual that really cares about fish and other wildlife, I became frustrated, and I almost wanted to quit the hobby altogether. I became frustrated. I was mad. Like, that's too much money involved. I became frustrated. Almost wanted to just let it go, you know, sell what I had left back to the store or give to someone that was into the fish and let them have it themselves. Make room in my house. But God reminded me of a scripture in the Old Testament, Psalms 30, verse 5, the B portion says, Weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. We say it again. Weeping, this is the B part of Psalm 30 and 5. Weeping, King James Version says, may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. You got to believe it on today. Things are going to happen to you. You're going to go through moments of frustration. You're going to go through moments of I want to quit. I am tired of my boss. I'm tired of my spouse. Check that out. I am tired of these crazy kids that you guess that you gave me, God. I just wanted to go go by myself and be somewhere for myself. 
I, I'm, just, I'm just over it. Yes, you have those moments. It's okay to be angry. The scripture says that's, that's actually an emotion. Be, be angry, but sin not. Don't find yourself in a position where you make the wrong mistake out of true frustration. God can still move and speak during chaotic moments and chaotic times. Once again, 30, Psalm 30 and 5, Part B, weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. Point two, if I give you another point, it says sometimes, check this out, I want you to hear me very close. Point two, write this down. Sometimes the revelation of what God tells you or what God is saying can be uncomfortable to share or can create moments of natural frustration. Let me say that one more time. Point two, sometimes the revelation of what God shares with you or tells you can be uncomfortable to share with someone else and or create moments of natural frustration. How about that? In Exodus chapter 3, Moses in conversation with God in the form of a burning bush, not consumed by fire. Moses was frustrated to a degree. He was, he was in awe because he was speaking to who is it I'm talking to, and God eventually tells him that I am that I am, you know. And Moses is like, God, well, Pharaoh has this. Pharaoh is doing this. How am I be able to get all these people? There's thousands of people, uh, hundreds of thousands of people. What do I, how can I do this? So many questions are coming. So many questions are coming. And, but Moses, in, a moment, in those moments of conversation, he was a little kind of perturbed. If I, can be, if I can be honest and kind of, you know, in layman's terms, you know, he was kind of, he was like, okay, God, you're saying all this, but do you really know what's going on? Do you, can you see it? God says, I am that I am. No need to be frustrated. Go do what I tell you to do. Check this out. Moses says, I really can't talk. Paraphrasing again. God says, don't worry about it. Your brother Aaron will be your spokesperson. And then on top of that, the rod that you have, the rod that you have will be your weapon in a sense, will be what you use to, to, uh, to show my miracles and my signs and wonders. The question I have for you here on the call, are you working your purpose? That's the question. Are you working your purpose? Mm-mm-mm, hallelujah. Are you working your purpose? Even in the, in the New Testament, this is Luke 5. I'm going to give you some scriptures today. We're going to go back to Genesis 41. Uh, but Luke 5, the NLT version, verse 4 through 6, the scripture tells us when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deep, where it is deeper, let me say and let down your net to catch some fish. The master, Simon responds, Simon Peter responds, we worked all, all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the net down again. And this time their nets were full of fish. They began to tear or to cry. In frustration, Peter, Simon had issues. He was frustrated because you know what? I am a professional fisherman. I had no luck. I was unable to catch fish for my village, for my family. This is how I'll provide for my family. And he was unable to actually do what he's always done from childhood to an adult life. But then when Jesus stepped up there and Jesus gave instruction, let me add this point to you too, okay? This is not something that 
I had in my notes, I'm going to share this with you. Even in your frustration, you can still be obedient. When things look weird or not adding up the way that you planned it to be, God will still send a peace that will surpass all of your understanding, and the answer will be given. Don't despise the unknown. And I want to share this with you. As Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dream back in uh, uh, Genesis 41, as Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dream, he told Pharaoh that God said there will be seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. This is the dream that we're talking about in, uh, that Joseph tells Pharaoh. God said there will be seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. Joseph says, it is important that we store up seven years' worth of goods and food so that you can be prepared for when the drought comes. Now, now we, not, we haven't experienced a drought like they did back in Genesis, or like other countries or other places sometimes experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. But I can tell you this one thing. Going to the grocery store today <laughs> with my wife, we went to the grocery store and it was barely any meat. I know some of we had talked about it prior to the call today. But they were, we had to figure out something, which was a different grocery store than we normally would go to because of the storm that we're supposed to be getting between tomorrow and the weekend. But if I could tell you this one thing, obedience is still better than sacrifice. And that is a true statement you hear all the time. Obedience, reality, is still better than sacrifice. Pharaoh, you know, and I don't want to jump off my notes, but the reality is after the after the, the, the dream was interpreted and, and, and Joseph told Pharaoh what to do, Joseph could not could uh, Pharaoh could have denied the voice of God coming from Joseph strictly on the fact that Joseph was an Israelite. During that time he was even in jail prior to that in, in chapter forty uh, of Genesis. And Pharaoh was an Egyptian king that prayed to other gods, lowercase, if I could say it like that. But God but because Joseph's name was good. Job, because Joseph was highly respected. Scripture tells us in Genesis 49 through 13, speaking to the butler who he initially told the dream, and Joseph said unto him, this is the interpretation of it. The three branches are, are three days, yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head and restore thee unto that place. And thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand after the former manner when thou wakes his, thou was his butler, okay? Verses 12 and 13, same chapter. That's what that was. Verses 12 and 13, excuse me. As I go back to the aquarium real quick, I'm jumping because I want, I want to make sure it ties in. I want you to hear that, okay? I want you to hear what uh, is being said. You know, Joseph didn't have to, you know, do that. Joseph didn't have to share. He didn't have to interpret it, but he was obedient to God. Joseph was in jail. Because the lady lied on him, I can paraphrase that too, because he was initially not in jail when he got sent to, in captivity. Uh, his brothers, you know, threw him in the pit, hated him because he was a drummer. We know that story. He went to Egypt, and he was working, and then he was trying to be hit on, you know how that goes, and Joseph uh, was framed, thrown in jail. Joseph interpreted the dream. And then he was recommended to the Pharaoh, as we, as we just read. And he gave uh, 
the Pharaoh the interpretation. Pharaoh uh, uh, submitted to the voice of God through Joseph and the interpretation. Okay? And then from that moment, as we know the story, Joseph pretty much came, became the second ruler, and they were able to save up seven years. The storehouse was full. And then when the famine came, they were still protected. They still had grain. They still had food, and their families were good. It's very important to be obedient when God speaks. You may be frustrated. Things may frustrate you naturally, but you have to be. I'm telling you, you have to be obedient to the voice of God. God is not going to put more on you that you can handle. God is going to share with you information, and he's going to be with you in, during those times. But you have to have, uh, 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 you have to be, um, uh, how can I say, you, don't be fearful. Don't be fearful. If, as I go back to the, the fact that I have three to four aquariums, I currently use three aquariums, okay, and I'm reminded I'm reminded on the fact that even through this time, my dream has purpose. Joseph's dream had a purpose, okay? And the dream that my wife shared was purpose-driven. I'm reminded, okay, well, God, why is it that three has anything to do with anything when it comes down to my fish tanks? And Jesus, and he reminded me, Jesus prayed three times in the Garden of Gethsemane before he was arrested. He was on the cross the third hour of the day, which nine is, is uh, at 9 a.m. He died the ninth hour, which is 3 p.m. There was three hours of darkness that covered the land. On the third day, which is important, and when we believe he was resurrected from the grave, Jesus was resurrected from the grave. So I'm like, well, God, well, okay, cool. You know, I, that makes sense to me. You know, three texts being currently used, actively speaking, I was frustrated with God. I was frustrated in that moment because of all the hard work and time that and money that I put into this aquarium. I'm like, God, and I'm hoping I'm encouraging someone today. You put so much work into doing something. It's like, why is it not working? Why did this happen? You know, this, and and then things happen, you know, and I have to realize things happen. But one thing I can say to you on today, and if you believe it with me, I want you to just, just, you know, in your your home, just praise God for it. God is faithful to the faithful. God is faithful to the faithful. Write that down if you can. God is faithful. I experienced all the death. I saw that thing happening. And when I realized that, and I was getting frustrated because I'm like, now, Mario, I put hundreds of dollars into my aquatic hobby. But I had to understand, you know what? God, you're faithful. You're faithful to the faithful. So I glanced down at my second aquarium. The Lord encouraged me and said, look, you're complaining about your breeding pair of fish dying, mainly because, of their ability to procreate, but he's already provided offspring. Check this out. Hear me closely. I complained, Pastor McNair, complained about the death of my fish that was my, in a sense, cash cow. <laughs> they were the ones that was helping me bring in more resources financially because I do have clients that I sell my fish to as well. But God reminded me, just to look down at your other aquarium. And the fish that was breeding so much had already procreated six times over. And like I said earlier in this lesson, I said earlier, those type of fish can breed between 20 and 30 fish at a time. 
For some, I've already made a way of escape, Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, if you're, if you're struggling, if you're, if you're frustrated about something, you know you're putting all your hard work into doing something or trying to accomplish something, and it doesn't look the way that you expect it to look, it's not going the way you expect it to go, God has already made a way of escape. Joseph was in jail for no reason, but God used his gifts and talents that he gave Joseph to make a way of escape to get him out of bondage, to become the number one man underneath the Pharaoh in Egypt. God has already made a way of escape. He has provided the future just down there. God said, Jeff, your future is right there. Why are you complaining about it? Yeah, you got to raise them up a little bit. They're going to have to grow and mature to redo everything that their parents done and so on prior to them. But why are you complaining? Just like in the, uh, in the Old Testament as well, Abraham wanted Isaac. Uh, he, he was beloved. Yeah, he had another son, uh, but that was not what God promised him. And God, Abraham being obedient to God, went up to worship with his son, and there was a ram in the thicket. Just because of his obedience, God provided a ram in the thicket. Okay? I just want to encourage you on today, whatever situation that you're going through, no matter how big, no matter how small the situation is, God will make a way of escape because he's faithful. God is faithful, and he's especially faithful to the ones that have been faithful to him. He's especially faithful to the ones that is faithful to him. So you got to understand. It's going to be hard for a few moments. Psalms 35 says, weeping man do it for the night, but joy will come in the morning. Remember that. God is faithful to the faithful. I'm reminded as I'm coming towards the close, of the, towards my closing, I'm reminded of another writer in the Old Testament by the name of Isaiah that spoke towards a vision or dream about the coming of our Savior Jesus Christ. I would like to read, if you don't mind, I'm going to read Isaiah 53, 1 through 5. This is going to be the King James Version. Who have believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before his, him as a tender plant, and as a root out of the dry ground. He have no form, no communist, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we shall desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And he and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. That was one through four. Verse five, which is. Wow, I love I love this one. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Isaiah says he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his, Jesus' stripes, we are healed. With his stripes, we are healed. Isaiah, even in Isaiah's vision, the dream, for us even in the New Testament and now, came forth about God. And I have to say this because I'll ask God in that moment, can you please explain 
to me, this interpretation of my wife's dream. And this is what I got from it. And I want to share this with you on today. I want to share with this on this is, as I'm coming to a close, officially coming to a close. God explained to me that the interpretation of the dream of the fish jumping out, many of us, and this is what I'm going to say to you, many of us have been in a comfortable or correct pH water quality position surrounding dying. I'm going to say it again. Many of us have been in a comfort, a comfortable position, dying, assuming that growth is taking place, but unfortunately, spiritually dying because of trusting, of not trusting the next the steps of God, truly trusting the next steps of God. God is saying, trust what I've established for you so you can live. Once again, many of us are comfortable in where we are because it's easy. Assuming that everything is good, you see some kind of level of growth. Sometimes you may not see as much as you expect, but we're dying because we're stuck. If I can just change up some of this. God is saying, trust, trust what I've established for you so you can live. I would I don't know what I would do. I have a few brothers. I don't know what I would do if any of my brothers would team up, throw me into a pit, rip up my clothes, put animals' blood on my clothes, take it back to my parents, and say, Jeffrey has died, and then come back, sell me, to uh, individuals trying to make money in Egypt. I don't know what I would do. But in that moment, I don't know, I wasn't there. Joseph, I'm sure, was frustrated. I believe in that moment that Joseph ended up getting sold into slavery. But because he, I would say, he understood his calling. He knew that God gave him the gift of interpretation of dreams. And he knew that all he had to do was be obedient to the voice of God and God would set him free. We have to be obedient to the voice of God. We have to be obedient to the voice of God. This is the season, I, and I said this on Sunday, I was in prayer Sunday. Um, if you are on my social media, um, I prayed on Sunday morning before I went to church, and God shared with me about if you were able, and I want you to hear me in the spirit of God, if you were able to live and survive the beginning and current stages of the pandemic and you being a healthy, of course, most people um, that has passed from the, the pandemic or the COVID-19 had some underlying issues. But if God allowed you to live, and even for the ones that never contracted COVID-19, like myself and my family, if God allowed you to live during this crazy time and you choose not to do the will of God now, God is taking his hand off. I'm kind of extending that a little bit because it's more of an intimate moment. God is going to be dealing with some. Grace is important. Grace is there. But God is going to be dealing 
with individuals that choose to go to church, sing, praise, dance, worship, preach even, but don't really live the life that they sing, preach, and pray about. God's going to deal with it. If I was any of us, even I tell myself, I remind myself every day, tell my family, be true to God, John 4, worship him in spirit and in truth. Live what you sing and preach about to the best of your ability. Life can throw some major curveballs. And this is, this is what I want you, wanted to share with you on today. A lot of us dream and we have visions and we have goals and aspirations that we want to accomplish, but sometimes we go through obstacles and it puts us back days, months, sometimes years. But God says do not give up. Keep pressing. Philippians talks about pressing towards Mark. Keep pressing. Peter, in the, so many different accounts in the Bible where these individuals could have completely quit what they were doing, but because they trusted God, they were obedient, and God blessed them. When Peter cast his net back into the water, the scripture says, after being obedient to Jesus, the nets won't even, won't strong enough to even hold. It wasn't even strong enough to even hold. So today, I encourage you on today that if you are, if God has told you something, keep pushing it. Keep pushing it. And to this day, I can testify and say, yeah, it's my aquarium. Mm-hmm. I love it too. But I can testify to you today and say that I have more fish just because of my obedience now, not because I went to the store and brought more, because I had to go through a process and God had to teach me some things in that process. I went through the process and my fish was able, some of the fish was able to, the one that stayed alive was able to uh, come together and procreate, and now I have uh, three tanks full of fish growing. Lots of, I'm about to actually sell to a few clients now. I had to go through the process of experiencing that because I never experienced that many casualties at one time. And it kind of bothered me, like I said earlier. But God is dealing with us, and he has used certain things that we could understand to get our attention. So if you are, if God's giving you something to do, say, do it. Say it. Be fearless. Walk in your purpose. Ask God to give you strength during the process. Stay level-headed while doing it. God's going to be there with you. So let's pray. I'm, I'm done with today's uh, uh, sermon or lesson. Let's Let's pray. God, I thank you. God, I praise you for giving me this word to be able to share with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And, God, we thank you for what you have said on today. And we pray on today that, God, anything that you share with us, not to be fearful of what the outcome will be, not to be fearful of what people may say uh, about us after we share these different things to other individuals or do the things that we're supposed to do, but to keep our eyes stayed on you. God, we are asking you on today that you be with us as we are, uh, as we go through this time, this, this time of the pandemic, COVID-19, the different variances that is coming, it's trying to really take us out. God, give us strength. Give us wisdom. Give us peace that surpasses all our understanding, God. Help us to have strong faith 
because hope doesn't make us ashamed. Faith without works is dead, and hope doesn't make us ashamed. And God, we will continue to praise you. We will continue to worship you. We will continue to love on you. In your name that we pray, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for joining us this evening for our live prayer session, Words to Encourage You. I ask you to follow us, subscribe right here to um, our podcast. You can subscribe also to our YouTube channel, Life Changers Ministries, LCM. Um, You can also like us on Facebook, Life Changers Ministries, LCM. And until the next time, may God bless you. May the fire of his healing anointing saturate you. And may this 2022 brand new year for you be prosperous and full of joy. God bless you.